Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Thursday, November 14th, 2013. This is the 404 Show on CNET. I'm Jeff Bacalar. I'm Ariel Nunez. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, this podcast is doing a duo. <laughs> for the first time, Vic's Basement and the 404 come together mm. in something mm. I can only describe as podcast majesty. You know what? Mm-hmm. It, the I only like the thing that. that would be bigger than this... Would be Sonny and Cher getting back together. That or would be peaches and herb, or the Captain and Tennille. Uh, that would be a. All of that would be just all magical, of it. wouldn't it? All of it. Yeah. You will incredible. fantasize about these very things with myself and Mr. Scott Jones and Mr. Victor Lucas. Yes. Thank you for being here, gentlemen. You, Welcome to my basement, everybody. We're in the basement. We're in many places at once. Yes. I like this doing this sort of uh, this is duo cool, thing. Right? This is very cool. It's like being a swinger. You don't know where to turn. And what is that over there? It's. Flesh. It's also coast to coast. Oh yeah! Like oh, we're by coastal up That's in this right. biatch, yeah. and <laughs> and not only that, we're bringing two audiences together, which is something that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a fantastic mm-hmm. uh, thing to have. Mm-hmm. The gathering of the vibes, if you will. Thanks for having me on too. My was, pleasure. Scott's been uh, took a lot of work. These old news. Here. It took a lot of work to get Vic on. It's <laughs> it's video game legend Victor <laughs> I, Lucas that we're very excited about today. You're you're kind of you're here too. I'm a, I'm not you're quite achieved legendary status now. Victor Lucas, I don't know if you know this, has been doing this for 20 years. That's he's one, amazing. He's yeah. one of the elders of yeah. the village yeah, that we all inhabit. Well, he doesn't and, look like it, and he which is amazing. Of, I know. So why, you guys have to stop looking so good, I've decided. It's the Canadian air. Is it? Is yeah. there something in the water in Vancouver? I think it's what you eat and how you live your life. And uh, Yeah, I think. We talked about this. You just yeah. make good choices. Like, yeah. we do stuff that we enjoy. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of movies. Sure. Uh, our work yep. days are rich and varied. Uh, and I think that if you're doing something that you love or even like a little bit, that's not 95% of the people out there. And I think it keeps you young. I think it's a way to preserve yourself. Yeah, you can't live your life with hate, man. Like yeah. that's, I think that's what really gets people down. And I've been there, and I think Scott has too. Oh, man, had I've had jobs, jobs where, where I, here in yeah. New York, when I was walking to work and I just throw up in garbage cans walking by, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go there. I, I once called my wife. She was just my girlfriend then, and I begged her. I was, yeah. had tears in my eyes. Please let me quit. Please let me quit. Let me chase my dream of being on TV, nope. please. And she said, no. And so I went back to work, kind of all tearied up and then had to just be a waiter and had to keep going with yeah. it. But now I'm grateful that I had that because it gives you perspective. And it worked out. It does work out. And, yeah. you're, and now you he's, are living the dream. He's Absolutely. been through everything. He's been on every network. He's done 13 episodes a year. He's, this year we're doing about 700 episodes. I mean, literally, we're yeah. doing like 700 yeah. episodes of TV we just don't stop. Yeah, we made TV at every size, scale, and uh, and he never stopped. He never gave up on it. Yeah, yeah. He, you, you got to respect that. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like we're we're it's very scarce out there. We're we're one of a kind in sure. a way, you know. Yeah. Especially now as a, as a two daily shows, right? You know, one of them airs daily in in uh, in the states, but there's nothing that sort of blends entertainment, technology, and video games like we do out there, and I feel incredibly proud of that and i also mm-hmm. feel like there's a, a great responsibility to keep fighting to make this thing happen for know? sure yeah otherwise it's all honey boo boo i'm a little oh, gassy we can't today. have that no. are you yeah that's I why haven't i noticed that's yet. why i was late i just i burped very quietly oh, yeah. that's why justin's usually not that, here usually that gives you a pep in your stack yeah, a little bit you know, we're bringing the basement to you is what we're doing. Been, i like that yeah we've been traveling a little bit and so your digestive tract your gi gets right. a little screwed up right yeah. right right and so this morning there was you know like but your you, first well you told me you love traveling and you love i do all i love traveling for work and it's been a surreal crazy week right and uh, but then you know, like you have your first encounter with the bathroom in the morning. I don't right. want to go into a graphic yeah. detail. And then when you're traveling, surprise! Sometimes you get a second one. You're yeah. like, I didn't even order this one. Here your it is. So weird. And the second one was really strange. It was just so violent. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Violent? Like it was like was blood drawn? I no, well, it was, it was like an old Jewish man coughing into a pot of borscht. Oh, <laughs> just, oh you mean my childhood? Yeah, like, this is what you're talking about. <laughs> when, when, when I left the hotel, I just threw some money around. I'm like, I'm sorry about that, all this. That so you left a tip on the toilet. That's what you did. You had to tip it out. Twenty dollars on top of the bowl. That's fair. That's yeah. the, that's the rate in Manhattan. So, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the going rate. So I'm feeling better now, though. And you look great, yeah. and everyone's feeling great. They yep. can't see us today, though. Well, we'll take photos at the end. All right, good. Let's get some super close up ones, right? All right, like real close, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I want. Tell us, tell tell our listeners a little bit more about EP Daily uh, and and that whole sort of ecosystem and and where we can find you guys. Okay, we're we're in a bunch of different places now, but the show is basically uh, it started life as the Electric Playground. That right. was the first brand. It's the Mothership brand, 
and it was about video games every week. And it I was used to of, watch him on like. Uh, I used to watch him too. I was yeah, telling him be before like, you got here. I get this job, man. I, I love reading tweets from people that are just discovering us because we're in broadcast, right? Now, like in on stations that like WABC here in New York. Sure. You know, we're all over the place. You so. should see fans see him for the first time in real life. Oh, that's why I hope he's you- like. He's like Captain Kangaroo. People in Canada have grown up oh, with I've him. I've seen it. I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was E3, I want to say maybe, not this year, maybe two years ago. Yeah, yeah. When they were doing like Last of Us stuff. Yes. Right. And I remember I saw you and you said, oh, have you ever met Victor? I said, no, I haven't had the pleasure. And then when we got out, there was like this small swarm. Yeah, and I was happens. like, oh, so that's how that, that works. It's, yeah, it is a bit weird. It's it's humbling for sure. I yeah. Mean, I, I have heard that, that people have watched our well, stuff for a long time. And that was one of the tears. questions we got. They're crying. <laughs> they just <laughs> get down on their knees and they yeah. just pray. Yeah. Well, the, the weird thing is to have your full name repeated to you. Yeah. Victor Lucas. It's Victor Lucas. Right. To hear that, you know, as you walk through sure. a room or whatever, it's it's it that that never I never get used to that. First right. time I saw yeah. uh, his previous co-host, the guy that I replaced on the show, the two of them were together. We had flown to Los Angeles for uh, E3, and uh, we had been invited to a screening of Star Wars Episode Three. And I saw him and uh, Tommy Tallarico walk in, and I was like. There's those guys from Electronic Playground. <laughs> and Electronic Playground wrong. is the wrong name, but everybody calls it Electronic <laughs> right, Playground. Right, right. Electronic Playground is so awesome. Even even I was calling it the wrong Now I get irritated when people jump like, it's Electric Playground. We knew, we knew that right from the beginning, so we used to have Tommy's dad call it Electronic Playground in our cold opens. Has Tommy right. Tellerico yeah. ever been on the show? No, he hasn't. But I heard a funny story He's... that I want you to, to yeah. tell me about the first time you guys met and what you asked Victor. Oh, oh yeah. Do you remember? Well, he was hammered drunk and he walked yeah. up to me and he said, uh, I've never met him. I never, I'd never met That's Scott Electric before. Electric Playground guy. Yeah, don't you ever just want to punch Tommy in the face? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I laugh. <laughs> because truthfully, yeah, I'm sure we both yeah, wanted to punch yeah. each other in the yeah, face. Yeah, You've seen it on the show. Ten or, years later, yeah. Now you want to punch me in the face. <laughs> the <laughs> wheel has turned. turned. Yeah. <laughs> but I laughed my ass off because nobody had ever been that quite that bold with a question before. And I remembered him. Can I just we, knew him as Scott. Career. And then, yeah, we asked uh, each other about, you know, work a little bit. I, I recognized that he was, uh, uh, he wrote for Maxim. And that's how I knew this guy. Is right. The Maxim writer, this tall guy that was funny and, and uh, fearless. And uh, when Tommy eventually left to do video games live, I was looking around for different people to co-host with to see, you know, to suss out who I would sort of pair up the best with. Sure. You were trying a lot of people back then. Yeah. Everybody was working with you. I had about six or eight different co-host options. Sure. It was like you'd been married for years and suddenly you were dating. Playing the field. (laughs) Yeah. You're out there. Yeah. But it was, I mean, that was a really invigorating, that was like a year's worth of time where I was working with Jeff Keeley. I worked with Mark Saltzman. I worked with... uh, Ben Silverman, Tom Russo, and Tom Russo, and Jose Sanchez. And the idea, I think, that was percolating there was that if we ever went daily with reviews on the run, which which was also known as Judgment Day here in the States, I would have this group of people that I could assemble uh, to be reviewers of all of this type of content. Mm -hmm. But Scott was uh, somebody that I thought of right away. I didn't know his last name. And Mm -hmm. I reached out to him, and I think the first game that we – and I had to convince him which is kind of funny. I've had to convince people to take that leap, to trust well, us know. You, and you to know, do it. You know, Like I, I, I had done morning television, like the CW11. I was sure. like, teach us how rock band works. <laughs> right. I, I hope those segments never surface. They <laughs> uh, will now. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't know if I could have a sustained conversation on TV. And so I, I, was, I, I, I almost said no at first. I said, you know what? Guy, because that's what I call myself in my private moments. <laughs> Guy, you'll never forgive yourself if you don't try it. So we shot in Central Park, uh, and we had a great, like, it was so fun. That, I felt comfortable right away. I wasn't, I think a lot of people are intimidated by Vic because of the voice and because of the years. It's that voice, years. that magic. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I just didn't, I was just like, I love this guy and I respect him, but. I'm not going to be intimidated by this. I'm not going to let that no. happen. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's better. So we ha- we started out on an even keel, and we've, we've, we've always been that way. Yeah, and it was cool to come to New York, you know, once or twice a year. Sure. Maybe even more than that. And shoot with Scott initially. Uh, you know, it was a thrill to just be in the city, but also to work with Scott and, and to try some fun yeah. stuff with the show. And we really hit it off, and then I started to invite him out to Vancouver a few a few times started a year. checking out the city. Yeah, right. and then I, uh, I had to make a choice because it was it was coming down to, okay, we're going to – we were moving from once a week to twice a week. And right. I knew that on the periphery, on the horizon there, appeared an opportunity 
for us to go daily with the show, and sure. I had to make a call on who was going to be my co-host. Right on. And uh, and so I, I asked Scott if he wanted to do it. And, and the rest is big, history. Big life change, man, and I applaud him. I mean, that's an adventure. Oh, to I leave just, New York to was, go to Vancouver. No, was, that's a big deal. Yeah. I was drunk through the whole thing. Well, that, I mean, how else are you supposed to like, <laughs> get through that? It's funny and sad and poignant. Is it? But, yeah. It's, it's just medicine. <laughs> I mean, come on. Not, it's not just the way medicine. Scott is, was using it. <laughs> it's just medicine that I used to call it reward little. juice. You know? What did you call you, it? Yeah, reward juice. <laughs> you just get through the day and you're like, it's time for my reward juice. Uh, there you go. Or you could also call it forgetting juice. Yeah. Hey, so, or time or travel the, juice. Or the, or, the, <laughs> or the start of the day juice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was never quite that bad. That's, see, that's, that's the only time. Like, you just know you can't get there. And yeah. maybe it's a little weird to think about it like that. But just don't get to there, because then you know. I used well, to call it to... going. It's like jumping into a pool. You go down and touch the bottom and come back to the surface. <laughs> That's it, yeah. right? But you know what? I I don't drink anymore. Yeah. And uh, and one one day I showed up for a shoot, and Vic leaned over to me and he said, "You you smell like booze." <laughs> and honestly, it I'm was mortifying. Kidding. Yeah, he, it was mortifying. Yeah. Like, I still remember that, and it's still inside. It kills me. Yeah. To have some, like I just thought I was so private and discreet about my drinking, and yeah. It's like, you smell like booze. And I'll just never forget that moment. And it was really a turning point for me. Huh. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And you look know? at this guy, man. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah. he's never been healthier and he's never been more. It's something else. I'm like a there. soaring eagle. You, know? you it's it's great. can't be stopped. <laughs> it's awesome. can't be stopped. No. And I think you, you probably, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to turn this into analyzation. Oh, earlier, right. But, just uh, do it quickly. <laughs> but you're probably, uh, you know, worried that some of the, 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 the chops that you had, some of the sense of humor that you had was tied to the booze. And uh, you dropped it and none of that was no, true. You were uh, just as funny and smarter no. and clearer. Yeah. I do. I did find that I was more tolerant of terrible video games when yeah. I was drunk. Because I used <laughs> and, to. And like, my endless yammering probably too. But, I, you know, I used to, like, that was one of my things when I would get a new game. And especially if I liked the game, I like it like a friend or yeah. like a buddy. You're like, I want to get drunk with this game. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, like, let's get some beer and get drunk together. And oh, then, yeah. you know, like Bayonetta was like that. I'm like, I'm so drunk and I love Bayonetta. <laughs> You know, like, and it's just so ugly. And and I have to. Say, I'm a, I'm a little more uh, judicious, right? And, well, and a little more prudent with my time. Sure. And I, I don't just love blindly. You've also reviewed a billion games since you oh, started man. with us too. We've and been eating ice cream for years. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, you <laughs> just gotta gotta turn it to that. Yeah. yeah. Jeff yeah. and I were talking about that a little bit too. The Jeff Keeley. Yeah, Jeff Keeley. Name who's, dropping over here. <laughs> who's Jeff, here? Jeff here. Oh, Jeff here. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we were talking about the cynicism that's out right. there in the games biz. Well, he's he's an angry man too. Yeah, you know, I uh, I have my demons. Yeah, you know, yeah. I do. Yeah, uh, well, that's... I think it's it's there's two. Like, I think we we want more, right? Sure. We, we all got invested in this, right? Because we have aspirations for the industry to reach its full Absolutely. potential, and it peaks through with games like The Last of Us or right. Dishonored or The Walking Dead. We it want that through, all the right. time. Right. We want like. And it's impossible for the business to operate at that level because it's one. It would be one risk after the after another, right? You know? And that's what and that's the big thing. And and obviously that's you know the reason why we have a lot of sequels, and it's the reason why yeah. I think you see the same thing in in movies and TV, and there's yeah. there's a lot of regurgitation. But uh, of course, who I mean, who wouldn't like Bioshock every you know year or something like that, where uh, you know you, your mind is blown over you know time and time again. Yeah. The term that he uses, and I think it's really appropriate, especially now with the console transition, is uh, needle mover. Like we mm-hmm. want games that are needle movers. Right. We want th- we want games to do something different. We want them to surprise us. We want them to evolve. But so few games are, are it's actual tough. needle There's movers. a glacial yeah. pace of innovation. Yeah. Takes but, I, you know, I also, yeah. I mean, it, and this ties back to why, why we make EP and why, you know, what's, you know, fortunately been able to happen with the show as we've increased our distribution and our viewership out there is I want it to be discussed differently, right. you know, in the population. Right. I, I want people to look at this industry with the same uh, level of, you know, appreciation and love and, and, and uh, admiration as we all that all play on a regular basis have for this industry. And it, it'll, feel- it'll, it will happen. I am, I am, while I'm pessimistic about most things in our industry, yeah. I am optimistic that, that that day will come. I don't think we'd be here if we weren't optimistic still. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or doing the jobs that we have. You, you I know? mean, they nominate Justin Bieber for Grammys, right? Yeah. So right. 
things there, catch there up. There are poor choices right. in the other media. Right. Listen, yeah. you know, we, yeah. it's going to turn it around a little bit because it. we're sharing a podcast. Today. That's right. Yeah. We're sharing a show. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but let's talk about you a little bit. Oh, let's my, talk hold about. Hold on. Do you want to switch seats? <laughs> <laughs> I want to sit over there. That's right. Uh, but uh, let's talk about your demons. Let's talk about your origin story. Let's talk about, uh, I know you've been doing this for, you've been at CNET for five years now. Right. Uh, I know that you used to live very close to a six. Taco Bell. Yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah, last time I was here. Because I would, I, Victor, I, I don't know if you know this, I <laughs> you probably don't. I, I, in college, I was a little heavier. Right. Because I was very fond of well, I saw a lot podcast of podcast where you guys were talking about the Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Walk, you know, a walking distance Taco Bell where you drive to all the time is, <laughs> is a bad setup. <laughs> I better warm the car up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sit in the car for longer than it takes for you That's to it. get there. You know, That's by the awesome. time the I knew by the time the heat kicked in, I was already home. What was yeah. your meal of choice over there? Oh shit! What did I do? Chalupas? Uh, no, I don't think chalupas were around back then. I think it was like a. Uh, I don't even know what the menu is. Uh, it was like a, a Mexican a double pizza. episode of our podcast yeah. brought to you by the farts created by Taco <laughs> Bell. Seriously, uh, it was uh, I was doing like uh, Mexican pizza, double deckers was like a big thing. Wow! So and then the uh, chicken quesadilla. Would you go in and you're like, mm, this would probably do the job, but I better get another item just in case. Right? Because well, the dollars. End. That's the challenge. Right. And right? when you're yeah. a college kid and, yeah. and you've got like you know fourteen fifty to your name, yeah. yeah, this is gonna hold you over for a good six days. Listen, you can buy the whole menu for fourteen fifty yeah. twice. Oh, totally. <laughs> the first season of EP, you know, just think about this, right? Yeah. Like Taco Bell was not a big deal in Vancouver, so right. we would pile into a rental van. And we would drive down the coast because most of the game companies in North America were either in Seattle, San Francisco, or L.A. Sure. And we would just drive down the coast and stop at game companies and collect all of this footage and bring it back to Vancouver and make a season. We ate Taco Bell every goddamn oh. day. That's all we ate was we'd stop at a Taco Bell, and then we'd all share a room. So oh, Mistakes were made. Yeah, it was uh, Stinkovision is yeah, what we were making back then. One of the stories from that time was they had just gotten a Steadicam, and Vic was trying it out, I think, and so it's this beautiful shot of sure. panning through a hotel room. And then at the very end, there's just this like chainsaw ripping fart that he lets out, and then fade to black. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's still on our share drives at work, isn't it? <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, so let's, we're, we're, we're still talking about you. Though. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. How did you get here? Yeah. How did I get here? I yeah, what, your origin story. what education do you need to have your job? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what college did you go to? I went to uh, Towson University, which okay. is in uh, Baltimore. I like right. my kids to go there. It's it's becoming a bigger deal now. I, fi- I think 2013 Jeff would not have gotten in, ah. uh, mm. which is kind of scary right. now. Right. Uh, yeah, I did that. I did. A, I, I used to tour with bands, man. I, I used to be like a roadie kind of thing. Awesome. Who are some um, of the bands you toured with? Anybody we know? I did. A, I did a few things with. Uh, you ever hear a band called Good Charlotte? Yeah. You know those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I did some stuff with those guys. Yeah. Um, I had. I had the chance to do a few minor things with Green Day. Nothing too big. Uh, but the band that I mainly toured with was a band called Mest, M-E-S-T, which mm-hmm. is like a, a poppy punk band. Mm-hmm. Doing that for a while, I did a lot of uh, filming. Finding and, yourself. Finding myself, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> trying to make it around the country in one piece. That's pretty awesome. Seeing the, you know, and the thing that sucks about touring is you don't really see the country. You just sort of see venues. Right. And all you see are the people, right? Yeah. And you just see how their cultural personalities differ from venue to venue. Right, right. And that's your only really indication that, well, shit, I'm not in New York anymore. Yeah, I'm in yeah, Oregon yeah. or I'm somewhere where people don't say soda so you, or something like that. You didn't have a day off? In we would every now town. and then. In like the big cities we would. So we would have like a couple of days off in Seattle and Washington right. and, and LA. And that's so like important. That. Oh, yeah. You were doing that too. Yeah. You were traveling and I got to travel quite a bit too and mm-hmm. i think that's so important i think if you are chasing a dream that's one of the first things that you have to do absolutely is go see the world i mean you know trying different sweaters before you pick one yeah well, i mean of yeah. course although yeah. when you tour you just wear one thing over and over again you're like yeah. a cartoon character right. um and you know out of college i wanted to make movies i wanted to to, to write mm. and direct movies Artists. and yeah. i became very disenchanted with where uh the mainstream uh, movie and, and, and cinema was going. Right. And I was sort of like, well, you know. How people, do you feel about it now? I still think it's shit. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's mostly shit. It's, it's, it's kind of having a little resurgence. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say like gravity really like is going to turn everything around. Yeah. Those are, those are kind of shots in the dark. Well, it's unbelievable how much superhero stuff we get now, right? It's, it's un- too much. It's unbelievable. It's too much. Like the, the 13, well, let's be honest, the, uh, the now me 
Yeah. You know, I'm still a big fan of all of this stuff. Just mm -hmm. it's it's overwhelming. It's right. like we have t it's too much. It's like a, this buffet that uh, in Vegas or something like that. You're just gorging on now. I mean, Hugh Jackman's about to play Wolverine for the eighth time. Yeah, what's mm -hmm. we can't have that. That's crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's crazy. There's there's Spider Man is is being just torn apart. It's almost like the bubble. Spider Man yeah. is being yeah. torn apart. I mean, he's being torn apart because. We have two origin films within like eight years. Yeah. It does feel like it's the real estate market in yeah. 2008. Like it's about to crash. <laughs> it's about to like crash. Get out now. And, and is so. that geek culture? Is that the term, like the the nerd army sort of bubble yeah, erupting I too? I don't know. Every year I go to Comic-Con, that thing just continues to sort of surge. I don't think, I think it's just becoming a more maybe respected isn't the right word, but it's just sort of meshing in with mainstream more so than I thought it ever would. I don't mm -hmm. know about you guys. Do you think it's on the downward sort of slant right now, though, to sort of trump and, and, and sort of beat your chest about your nerddom or your geekery, you know, like if you're into all of this stuff? I've... I think it doesn't make you cool anymore. Yeah, I don't think so, mm -hmm. right? I think that has lost some of its, yeah. you know, glimmer. You know, yeah. it's sort mm -hmm. of lost a little bit of that shine. Yeah, it's we're like... lining up, though. Like, we still line up. Thor, I think, had a huge opening yeah. and stuff. I still think that is there, but... Uh, it, there's something there's something missing for sure. Yeah. People, it's the same thing happens with like you know indie music yeah. and you know a lot of subcultures that just they have their day in the sun and then it's sort of like all right, new, we get new, it, new dealer. We're all geeks, right? You know, so I mean, it's something that we've as geeks have probably been saying our whole of course, lives. And that damn day's gonna come, and, and when it happens, I'm gonna jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> but we're still here. So yeah. let's yeah. go back to you a little bit. Yeah. Tell me about your first. How did you get the job here at CNET? So I was blogging while I was in college. Uh, I was doing mm -hmm. game blogging mm -hmm. when it was. I guess this were is you like on, uh, were you on Blogspot. I was. I what think was I website? was. Yeah. Okay. I was on that. I was on a site called Blog Critics. Do mm -hmm. you guys remember that site? Nope. Mm -hmm. I was doing uh, some stuff with those guys. Very strange. I and then I was doing the game stuff, and then a few things happened where I would just like write. You know, I, I do you guys remember Mitch Hedberg, the mm -hmm. comedian? Yeah, sure, I love yeah. him. Dead, very dead. Yeah, his death. So I, I this, when he died, I heard about it on the Howard Stern show. Someone called in at like six a.m. and say, "Howard, I heard Mitch Hedberg just died," mm. and I right away went to the internet and just like I had to get feelings off my chest because I was so in love with this comedian oh, wow. he was my like George Carlin okay and I have George Carlin but he was like my second George I was just obsessed yeah, with this guy great. and I just had to write down I just had to put it up so I wrote that and then I kept hearing from my friends like man I read this incredible like sob story about like Mitch Hepberg today and and I'm like man yeah that's crazy and they were telling me what you had what written. I had wrote, uh, and they didn't know it was me because like the name was just buried at the bottom, oh, wow. yeah. and that was when I realized like, oh man, this could you know we could maybe do something here. Mm -hmm. So I was just doing a lot of that, and then through those connections, uh, after you know, and out of college, I was touring a lot. Uh, I did some sort of freelance video and 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 production work, and uh, I heard that there was an opening at CNET through one of my contacts, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and that was it. I've heard that uh, the final interview at CNET. And I don't know if this is true. You can confirm or deny. Uh, involves rubbing Dan Ackerman's feet. Yeah. And so there's just a, like everyone lines up and whoever gives the best foot rub, obviously you did. Well, they told me that no one had ever spit on his feet before. Oh, before and I, like, right. Rub them and, together. And I yeah. think that might have been the straw yeah. right there. Oh. That might have been it. Oh, man. So, so hey, no regrets here. What does yeah. Dan Ackerman sound like when he lets out a moan of pleasure? Oh, damn, that's pretty nice there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he says the same thing when he has sex with his wife. Well, oh, what happened? There's the line, yeah, and then yeah, I'm yeah, over here. Yeah. The line what an is not line. even yeah. in your rear view. Yeah. <laughs> Making friends it's everywhere on the tarmac, he goes. And you've been trying to have fun. Yeah. Oh, are we, we going to get through this whole thing without talking about the PlayStation 4? Well, you know what? I what? wanted to spend at least half the show on it, and that's what we'll do right now. Okay. Uh, you guys are in New York because yes. a lot of stuff is going on in mm -hmm. our fair city. Mm -hmm. Sony's had an interesting event going on all week. Interesting is a good word. In the meatpacking yes. district. Yes. What do you guys think of it? Um, well, now that uh, everything's review, so I open know Jeff, and, I know Jeff and even thinks. and yeah. fair yeah. game, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily think Sony is thinking very much into the future, perhaps. Because I think five, ten years down the road, a device that's solely focused on gaming 
might be kind of laughable. But for the immediate future, I think it's a pretty kick-ass gaming machine. I don't think the average gamer needs to go out and buy it right mm-hmm. now because there's a dearth of, of good compelling software on this machine right um and i think we might dearth is putting it mildly oh yeah it's freaking lack it's it's non-existent it's the worst you're buying you're gonna buy a 400 hundred dollar machine to play to play kill zone so don't get me wrong i don't want to overlook the the indie support that ps4 is getting mm-hmm. day one and and launch windows speaking there's a lot of exclusive digital only stuff but for most that of those platform. games are like 45 minute to an hour right. experiences. And no one buys a console for an indie game. No. So, not yet. Not yet. No. And if they do, that console better be $50. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it better be, it better make Ouya look yeah. expensive. Yeah. You know, I you can talk the, to the Ouya about their sales numbers. Yeah. One, yeah. one question I had from you, you, you referred to in your writing the written portion oh, of I'm your getting, review. Hold on. I got to assume the interrogation. Yeah. Uh, no, I Lights like, are on. You, were, you referred to the war between Xbox One and PlayStation 4 as bloody and tedious. Yeah, you remember using those? I do. That yeah. was right in the beginning. There. All right. Well, tell like uh, it's I, for like some it reason will be tedious, or it is. You find tedious. everything that's led up to this moment. Is... I think. I think so. I mm-hmm. think it's been since February to E three was sort of. I think it's nothing. this war that defines whether we want a a, a solitary game console yeah. or not. Exactly. And, I, and what I like about the PlayStation message is, and you know what we have from empirical data, you know what they've actually been spending their money on, their right. investments on. Are game companies and studios and titles. Right. And I think one of the best examples of their investment in games is The Last of Us this year. Sure. I don't think too many other publishers would have taken a risk like that um, unless they owned a company like Naughty Dog, which Sony was smart enough to purchase. You know, it's, it's, they also had a chance to, to get a company called Rockstar, didn't they? Yeah. Man. I mean, who could yeah. have seen? Yeah, the console war would have been over. It's it, it like just think of that for a second. That would have been if, enormous. If Sony and if Rockstar is a part of Sony, well, Grand Theft Auto Five also kind of underlines the value of a games only system. Right. And I think that that was the message from gamers this year: is that we don't want to just be we don't want to be sold everything again. Right. And now I think that was one of the challenges that the PlayStation Three had: is that it was. It was oversold, and it was way too expensive. So we went up, we had this incredible event here in New York, and uh, and we went from room to room. Mm-hmm. It was like a magic land. They yeah. basically rented out an entire hotel. Every floor was something new and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, obviously there was lots of Kool-Aid to drink if you wanted to drink some. Uh, one I of the th- some. One of the things. <laughs> <laughs> went down some. Well, I, I don't know if you guys played at NBA 2K14. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about right. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. Okay, Can go I, ahead. Make, like your point. make your point. Make your point. goddamn show with I, you is like do this. It. All right. Jesus. Somebody's got to balance this out. One of the funny things uh, about this, uh, all the presentations, was how camera-centric so much of it is yeah. and how the camera is supposedly optional, but it seems like the machine is very dependent on this thing. It seems like everybody's going to not maybe necessarily need it, but almost need the camera. Uh, which which seems a little weird to me. And also the other thing that I still feel a little uncomfortable with, and this relates back to the Xbox One as well, is I don't want this thing seeing me. Like, it feels yeah. weird to me, this camera that's always watching me. Who knows where this data's going? Like, it's weird. And well, they're, I, tracking, yeah, the, they're tracking I'm in the nude a lot. They're tracking I, I the YouTube phenomenon, man. I, that's what they, they want. A, they want a piece I don't of want, that. I don't want the always-on eye looking at I me. I hear it's you. Very, but very com- George Orwell. But come on. Every laptop's got a freaking lens pointed yeah, at true. you. That's true. You know what I do? I put a piece of tape over it. You, I bet you do. Because the hackers you can get in prepper you. Yeah, I don't want everyone to see that. Uh, yeah, like, all, <laughs> right. all my business is With the on. tongue out? Is that how <laughs> yeah. uh, Put uh, it back uh, in. I'm done now. I just, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of paranoia there. I understand. Scott. Maybe. <laughs> Never. Scott Joe. Well, and, and no, but but a lot of people share that mentality with the whole always on stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think a little of that is perhaps hyperbole. But I also think that um, you know, it is very interesting that Sony, even though the camera does not come in the box, every time that I've had a PS4 demo, that thing is there. Yeah. And they are very interested in presenting it as that package. To us, mm-hmm. to the media, to the press, and I think there's a little bit of misdirection going on with you know how, like you said, how ingrained that camera experience is into it's PS4. A huge part of the operating system. I also, to that point, though, you don't need it. It's no. not 
vital no. to the experience, nor is Connect now, which we've found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to, you know, if if you want that thing and that if you want if that's what you want to be a part of your thing, all right, go out and get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure, even on both sides of the fence. Well, you got one, right? You got one. We we have one in the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. I you know it's. It's cute, is what I will say. I'm not sure it's changing the way I play games just yet. Mm-hmm. There's a few impressive demos, I think, but right now where we're at, I'm just not sure that is hitting its stride. That's the thing that I walk away from this whole week feeling is the best thing I saw was the uh, AR robots thing. Like, yeah. That's cool. So you like that? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was, it was a great The demo. playroom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really cool, but then the rest of it, it was like, cute, right? It was cute. And I think that there was a lot of logic in the way they presented it. I think we've talked about this before, but the messaging, it's a very complicated device, and it's hard to explain this to everybody. But it's also, and same with the Xbox, There, it's a lot of stuff that you get for five, 400 or 500 bucks. Right. This is incredibly powerful machinery. You, know? you can't get a PC for that price. Right, but I think you could spend maybe a hundred or maybe two hundred dollars more and get something that would arguably perform better right and i think it comes down to both of these companies to show us that they're going to invest in games right you know and and why i'm excited about sony is that they have been doing that and also i mean matrix last message on his way out the door was xbox is doing that too and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what they need to do and not just a whole bunch more uh, connect demo software either. Right. Like we need to see some real software that kind of pushes us forward. Sure. As a gamer, I'm I'm excited about both of these platforms, and I, I think that we do need a dedicated gaming system. I, I think that we can't just rely on um, Apple and some of these other companies that have a huge install base to just let these companies that um, have found a way to you know get lots of money every day from in-app purchases make the creative choices in our game industry. And I think that's what we that's what's at stake here. You know, one thing I liked about the presentation this week, all the stuff that I saw was when I got the PlayStation Vita, I thought there was a weird air of desperation around it. Like it's got a touchscreen on the front and the back and it's got cameras and it's got the duals, everything you ever wanted it to be. But there's a, a weird confidence that Sony has now. And they're just like, this is all the stuff that this does. And it doesn't have that, that stink of desperation. The PS4 doesn't have it. Right. I, I think I also happen to like their approach in simplifying everything. Yeah. The, the new UI is really intuitive, yeah. easy yeah, and yeah. simple. And, you know, from what I've seen with the one, it, it, it they sort of have that same ambition, but it doesn't necessarily it does just much. sort of yeah, jive think, as well as, I think as that's the their PS4 biggest thing does. The Xbox One, I mean, imagine putting that in front of someone that doesn't game all the time, which is right. what they're kind of chasing. Right. I think it's a little confusing. It I mean, is. Maybe the communication stuff will get better with up, updates and patches mm-hmm. and people will get more accustomed to it. But yeah, it it feels like it got a little PS3-itis or something. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's the challenge. So all this stuff is going to shake out in two weeks. Yeah. What happens to Nintendo and the Wii U oh, through dear. all this, man? Do we I didn't just realize start, we were going to bring up the dead. <laughs> we start putting dirt on top <laughs> of it? speak of the dead, Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, seriously, Are you what guys happens? really, you think that they're the dead? I, no, I, I think they come out ahead because they don't get into this pissing well, match. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They're, in my opinion, and you tell me if I'm wrong, they don't compete with Sony they don't and care. Microsoft anymore. They don't care. They know what they sell. They right. do care yeah. about selling consoles. And of course. selling the Wii U. It's not, yeah. Nobody's buying that but, thing. And. Pitch up though with uh, with Zelda, and I think when Mario drops, it's going to go up again. And you know, by the time Mario Kart and and Smash Brothers are released on that system next year, but I think the hardcore right. have already decided They've and made their choices. Yeah, and They're that's not a, buy and to me that's you. a big problem because that audience. You know, I, I'm a 31 year old man, and I still play Mario games. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, when I was 18, I was playing Mario games. If you go to an 18 year old now and yeah. say, "Hey, I've got Super Mario World 3." That person will tell you to go f yourself. Yeah, because right. he's just seen some dongs on Twitter. I mean, he's seen a bunch of dongs on Twitter. <laughs> like, he's also blowing away, blowing people away. I haven't played that game. Is that a good game? Twitter dongs? <laughs> yeah. Try it. Old, Snapchat. Is, is that a, for a nice old round of Twitter dongs? <laughs> is, it, is it 3D? And is, is there and voice how? chat? Three, and how? Yeah, Twitter okay, dongs. Okay, right, but cool. you know what they they have they really they're they're a very they're a company filled with a lot of pride, right? Mm-hmm. They hold on to their characters and their sort of franchises and their properties yeah. very closely. It's yes. like these sacred siblings that they have. Yeah. Um, 
I just don't know if that really cuts it anymore. If it serves and them I hate, well and anymore. And look, yeah. I, I, but you know I am a diehard you, Nintendo. You know what I they love have it. to do? Yeah. And, and they will do it if their back is up against the wall. Yeah. Because they'll release their stuff on other people's hardware. So. And, we, they, and that is, that's like a grenade in the room. Because yeah. Because nobody's going to be able to touch that level of brand lo- loyalty and love. They don't want to do that, though. They don't want to do don't. it. They don't. And they're going to wait until the very last minute. And I, I, I wouldn't, you know, if I was an analyst or working with them, I wouldn't suggest that they do anything like that. They still have a lot of room to grow with what they currently have. You know, I love a Nintendo, and I'll be honest, all this week all I've been doing is playing the exactly. Zelda. And there it is. And But listen to me, okay? Yeah. This it, There's a sadness about it, though, because of it's kind of like watching a former supergroup yeah. performing their hits still. Yeah. And it's like, We've yeah, counted them out so many we times, used to, though. They used to draw big crowds. Never like this, though. I, the the GameCube was sort of close yeah. to this, but it wasn't. It wasn't. And well, even the 3DS launched, and we were yeah, like, yeah, of course. Ooh, but now it's huge, right? You know, and it's done very well, and right. people are handing that. I think I don't know how the 2DS is selling. That'd be interesting data it's, to try. It's yeah. like the Little River yeah. Band getting back together and doing, you know, all the lady. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let me take a look at you. <laughs> oh, Chicago's back in town. Yeah, that's Chicago. You know? You know, I love that song. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think you're going to break that out. I didn't know it was in me either. It just started coming out. It was like the exorcist. I learned more about him. Work work with him every day. I had no idea. Waking up this morning, I I was not like, oh, Jonesy might break out. Yeah, I didn't think think that was going to happen. The first time that's been sung in the basement. I love it. I'm not upset, though. I'm not upset. (laughs) It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I think Nintendo has their own battle against themselves. You know, (laughs) to me... You know, we had Reggie in the office like two, was it three weeks he ago. He was in here. He yeah. was here, yeah. yeah. Not in the okay. on the four hundred four, but okay. he was in oh, our about. He was out and about. He was we in had Dan a nice Ackerman's little office. Room. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, spitting right on there. his feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, you know, and we had a nice hour and a half conversation, sort of roundtable with him. And it was the first time I ever heard the word Apple come out of his mouth. Oh wow! And he, there was no admission of anything, but he definitely alluded to. The fact that they need to take other entities into consideration. Right. Because the fact that it, there does seem to be this impregnable sort of wall in yeah. between yeah. the consumer, modern gamers and their properties. Yeah. There is a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a boundary there that's, that's not being, you know, that's not being permeated. The, so. uh, the thing that really scares me and, and Scott and I talk about this a lot, Jeff, is this, um, this new commercialization that's happening in video games mm-hmm. where there's a lot of duping going on. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are getting suckered into playing stuff that right. is a ripoff of other better made games. Sure. And they're, they're eking coins out of their pocket, yeah. you know, or fooling children or chasing these whales. And these are the big stories in games right now. And I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, stay, they overshadow things and accomplishments like dishonored you right. know, or the walking dead from telltale or, you know, the last of us and, even Killzone, you know, you can poo-poo the fact that this is an iterative product, but it's still made with a lot of craft and, and you know, it's forward thinking in the way that it presents visuals and it gives us, uh, you know, a sense of mobility in this world that, you know, Candy Crush doesn't. And I don't want people playing Candy Crush I and never you. seeing the, the, you know, the PlayStation 4 running at its optimal set. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you're we preaching to the choir stuff. on this show. Yeah. What's you know, that stuff? we don't have jobs. Well, <laughs> that, we, there's that little thing. We too. don't have jobs, but we also have a lot of crap to play, you know, and a, and a lot of stuff that doesn't move this the needle forward. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what we all want, right? Needle sure. movers. Listen, right? I got to be honest with you guys. I, yeah, I have to pee very badly. <laughs> all right, do go we for have it. to keep going? Or can <laughs> I step <laughs> out? Can, I, can yeah. I come back? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry about it. I'm so old. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Like I have to pee every forty-five minutes. Now. <laughs> Do you really? He drink, thing, I mean, this he drinks like nine gallons bl- of water yeah. a day. Look at this skin. That's too much. Look at. Look, I mean, look at. That's I how you have skin like this. You know, bathe in the blood. He's of a forty-four baby. years old. <laughs> look at this. Shush. Why do we have to shout my name? My all right. Age out. Your name. Yeah. You're. Um, ah. Well, it's impressive. You're not supposed to drink as much water as. This is what happens. Because you can drown. Really? You can drown. You yeah. can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. This is what I do before I go to bed on any of these trips. You can record this if you want to. We are. Yeah. I think seven people a year drown themselves by doing that. No, really? Don't. Drinking too much? Seven. I buy four two-liter bottles before I go to sleep. Yeah? And then I wake up in the morning and I drink them all. Vancouver tap water not doing it? Uh, no, I do. Nope. Just when I travel. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, when I'm at home, I... 
I, uh, I just, <laughs> you just have a direct line to the yeah. faucet. <laughs> Sucking on my water tube. I don't know. I just I like I feel like it's cleansing. Like it no, really it's washes good. everything out. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good for your skin. It, it is good for everything. You should do that. <laughs> yeah. This I, is I, health I, talk I, with I, Jeff Bacala. I yeah. hear it's good. We have a yeah. uh, you drink a lot of water? How much do you drink? I drink as much as I can. Yeah. 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 yeah I, you know, I mean, you know when you travel you drink a lot more. Yes. Though, right? Absolutely. I always feel better. 100%. After a few days on the road yep. because of how much water I'm drinking all over the place. I make sure I always have something with me, like, you know, doing all the cons and all the, you know, yep. the CESs of the world, for sure. Reality is, though, when you do age, you do have to frequent the men. I don't know if yeah. how it is for women, but, man. They, and it's, they it's stop like peeing. A, it's an alarming thing, too, because yeah. just suddenly you're overwhelmed with it. You don't even see it because you're like. I don't know what Jeff is saying right now. I'm blinded by my urge to pee. I so feel our, like our next podcast is minutes from diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Minutes from diapers. Welcome back to Lincoln Scott. Minutes, like, minutes from diapers. Well, for me, like I, the first sign that I knew that I was maybe getting a little older was mm-hmm. like, oh man, waking up the next day after playing ice hockey, you feel awful oh, yeah. as opposed to like, oh, yeah. I'm ready to tackle the day. Now yeah. everything hurts. Right. So right. that's happening. It hurts hearing right. that in that you're 31 years old. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, yeah. hey, this, well, this, that started happening to me like six years ago, like, right. where it definitely should not have. It shouldn't have happened. Anyway, where the hell were we before we had a pee? Uh, we you. Uh, I got the the name Candy Needle Crush Mover came up. Right, Needle yeah. Movers and so Candy fuck Crushers. That game. Yeah, sorry, f those guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I, you're right, and I, and for the longest time, I felt like I was fighting this individual battle. Yeah, where I was like, screw you and your Angry Birds and and all that sort of stuff. And I still kind of feel like I'm I'm on the other side of that conversation. Yes. Um, buttons are super important to me. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. I need a button. Yeah, virtual joysticks can go screw. Well, mm-hmm. Scott and I were enamored like everybody else in the business has been and continues to be with uh, you know iOS apps and Android apps and stuff and the free-to-play stuff that's out there. There's yeah. lots of really good options for sure. There's uh, like three good options. Uh, well, ta- you know, tower, tower defense, defense is a big deal that's for it. sure. Pinball. Yeah. But it, I really... Lately, I think, and it's because of the the news bubbling up around these consoles. I really have been thinking a lot about this. You know, I'm tired of seeing developers close down. I'm tired right. of the industry. It's sad. Yeah, you know, a, be afraid to risk a big team working on something. We don't get games like Assassin's Creed Four unless big teams work on. It. We don't get Burnout Three takedown right because remember burnout one and two weren't very good no right three, three takedown was just oh yeah. my yeah oh and my. you need time you need to, you need to give this 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 group time yeah. to get to know but each dude, other maybe we need it stuff but maybe the rest of the world doesn't need it and that's that's the real question I don't know because if they know they need it that's the challenge yeah. they don't know they need it yeah. the industry needs I, I to think, do more to tell i, I honestly don't think it. they need it i think that every, most people are fine you know I'm, I'm riding the subway a lot this week i'm looking at people playing crap on their phones and it's always match 3 crap and they're just that's all they need when it comes to games well, right, grand but theft auto also, 5 sells 29 billion copies or however many it does so people still they see a brand all right. and they go to it Let's give them more brands. You're both That's right. That's the one exception. You're both right. The problem is that people go home eventually. Yeah. And I do see people on their phones at home doing that sort of thing too, where yeah. that might take the place of a console experience. Yeah. But, and I, I do agree. I still think there is room for a home device that plays games. Maybe not solely, yeah. but definitely can give you the latest and greatest in digital entertainment. I got asked a question on Twitter today. If I have 500 bucks, what should I buy? A PS4, Xbox One, or an iPad Air? Steambox. Or, or, or Steambox <laughs> will be next year. Or a second penis. I voted for second penis. No, but you got two bucks. But that's, all, that's, that's a very... Discounted right now. That's a very a holiday hard question price. to answer it is. right now. It, it I is. mean, it is. And I, as a gamer, you know, obviously I would go for one of the consoles first. Yeah. Right now it would probably be the PS4, but the... Uh, it, it's, it is, it's, and that's the first time that it is so difficult to answer. Right. Because 500 bucks gets you the world. Gets you it magic. It does. Now, I mean, you know? have you played around with that iPad Air? Yeah. It's, it is unnaturally light. It's yeah, like shockingly, uh, it's upsettingly It's a great device, light. man. It's, and, you know, it, again, though, we're cynical because it's iterative. Right. And we get one of these things every year. Yeah. But yeah, man, what we get for five hundred bucks, especially if you've got, if you have any history, if you have any perspective of where we came from for yeah, five hundred bucks, for sure, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. We are so spoiled. We are, yeah. And these are, I guess, champagne problems. Yes, they are, are they not? Yeah. Mm. But uh, that's okay because 
that it matters. Mm-hmm. It does. What would you do with five hundred? I'm really like not supposed to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, with five hundred dollars, yeah, probably get a couple of new hockey sticks. <laughs> Some non-tech. Yeah, related. man, that, and that's the thing. I have to base. That's me pleading the fifth because I simply can't say one or the other right now. Okay, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not an easy choice, and you know, I would say get a get a console, but I would also say, man. You know, and this is so under discussed, but what Valve is doing with those those machines, those steam machines. They it's the vapor now, you know. I mean right. we know it's coming. Yeah. We know they're a powerhouse and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be really meaningful in this space. They already are. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. Forty thousand games. Yeah. Day one. That, you know, know what? That 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 feels like a needle moving moment. Totally. It you know, is. That's exciting for me. And honestly, like the guy should probably invest the five hundred dollars in something conservative. You know, let it earn a little bit, and then when the Steam Box comes out, get that thing. Just like I, I, I do feel like as as a mature gamer, like that's more appropriate for me to purchase at my age. Yeah, a Steam Box rather than you know I, than a PS4 and Xbox. I mean, yeah, if but you then more you don't excited get, about then that. you don't get Sony made for you know exclusive games, what right? You know, and for the you're gonna miss out on the new new Uncharted. You're gonna, you're gonna be missing out on the the Last of Us. But that's sequel. ten times a year, no essentially. Yeah, not even. Yes. that's a generous yes, totally estimation. So, totally. I mean, I you know, it, like we were talking about earlier, you can if you get like I think the Steam boxes are gonna be like you know high, medium, and low. Mm-hmm. If you rock a medium or high, I mean, you might be getting a superior graphical experience than what you might get on xbox one oh you will sure ps4 so you know do you play it where like well maybe i'll sort of do like a hybrid thing where i'll play xbox exclusives and multi-platform stuff on steam or do i just choose loyalty or do i go for the trifecta or something like that i mean it's tough i i think that there is i mean that's one of the the big things that's a problem with our industry is that you have to choose these allegiances, yeah, right? You know, and and we constantly create these little clubhouses and these little groups right. that exclude other people from them, and we don't bring everybody into the space, you know. And something like the iPad or something like Steambox is a better kind of, uh, you know, tactical approach to bringing more people in. Yep. I'll tell you what, the, yeah. the, like the problem is, and, and you have to admit that this is true. Mm-hmm. When you sit down and play a console game or a PC game or in some sort of dedicated home experience, you have at least one other screen going at the same time. Yeah. You're, you're like you're, you're not even fully devoting That's our world now, yeah. your attention to sure. just the one thing anymore. And I think once those other screens start to bleed into your entertainment life, that's the real challenge. Well, and the, the game consoles. companies are forcing that on us as well with all of their companion apps. And I, I would like to see the game companies say... We're going to make compelling entertainment so that you turn everything else off. Yeah, that you're, we're going to try so yeah. hard to make this envelop your life that you won't even think about this other you stuff. You can't turn away. That's and, what I want. And I think one of the things is that we always talk about on the show too is you have to edit the experience. Don't make it right. You know, don't force forty hours on us or ten hours. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't imagine fit. Nintendo could really use that or yeah. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Imagine an awesome six hours instead of like a stretched out forty-five hours. It's the problem with every Zelda game ever. Well, yeah. it's that price point. Yeah, it's that price point. You got to get your money. Locked right. into a nineteen eighties. You know, evaluation of this thing that was just this unknown magical creation mm-hmm. coming from workshops that you know, obviously Santa Claus was running. Yeah. We had no understanding Miyamoto. of it, and now we do. And right. now we know it as a business, and we know that we're you know sometimes being screwed. And these companies need to think less about it as a you know a corporate kind of kind of device to pull everybody in, and more of uh, a creative outlet you know i mean you brought it up uh, before we got going here today the there is this sort of uh illusion of of, of elitism with games yeah and like it's like not everyone can afford these things and that just simply should not be the case yeah, like the luxury item stuff is just ridiculous it's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. i mean yeah. there should be even tv seasons right which do feel like an indulgence yeah they're more affordable of than a video game oh yeah and you're getting 24 hours sometimes right. of, of televised content with behind the scenes stuff Games should never cost more than that. Yeah. They never should. Yeah. You know, even if you can trump that you're a 40 hour experience, I think 30 bucks, 40 bucks maximum for right. these titles, and you're going to see a lot more people invest. Of course. And that's, that's where Steam is winning because people wait a little while. And that's, and that's you know? the whole thing. That, their pricing structure, the philosophy that they've adopted, yeah. it's funny. 
is something that everyone could benefit from. And the fact that, and I know there was a lot of, you know, crap going on before with the whole DRM thing. And now that seems to have solidified. Yeah. But if, if they were to sort of go along with that pricing structure where it's this constant, almost like market value fluctuation. With Xbox One? With Xbox One. They were with, totally with trying everyone, to With everyone across Steam, the board. PlayStation for sure. 4, we, everything. If you adopt that, yeah. the real life value of a game, this, it's, like, it's like a car and the yeah. way that devalues and yeah. the way it depreciates or whatever. Totally. It's the, we need the blue book version price of games yeah. to be injected into the marketplace. That would change everything. Steam's already doing that. And that's why I think, man, well, look come at next year, the the industry is going to... Look at this, these humble bundles. Yeah, you for sure. You can get all of the 100%. Batman games yep. from Warner Brothers who yep. pay whatever you want. Exactly. It's ridiculous right now. So the PlayStation 4 is here. If you're going to the store to pick it up, be sure to get Zumba Party World Fitness. That is the best launch title. <laughs> I think that's on the other one. For the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think it's, a, it's an Xbox One game. And, well, you know, one of the Xbox games, actually, I'm starting to think that the Xbox One has a stronger launch lineup of titles. Maybe like, of, you, like... Big budget sort of, of titles. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Dead well, Rising three, more and, varied experiences. And Forza. For sure. Yeah. I one of the games which I know you guys are going to laugh at that really impressed me. Was, Zumba Party. No, it was uh, Zoo Tycoon. Really? Yeah. I was I was really kind of taken by its uh, uh, integration with Connect. Okay. He, he, I have a daughter. Thinks sure. No, and that's a, that's another angle for yeah. sure. He's you seeing know. everything through the lens of his daughter. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but that's I, a, like, but that's a good perspective this. to she have. Play this. But I would sure like to see her feed a giraffe. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't want to put her in front of a real giraffe. Of course. So a virtual giraffe seems like a pretty cool thing. Well, to for, a giraffe is probably safe. Maybe not like a rhino yeah, or something. Totally. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you, man. And yeah. that's an important conversation. So the next one's coming out. We got more work to do. We more, do. More games to play. Yeah. More, more more machines to so you'll, consume. So you mean you'll be back next week? Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll we're be back. back. Yeah, I, would love, I would love it. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us, though. Gentlemen, thank you so much so for being fun. here. This was so fun. For the first ever 404 Vic's Basement crossover. Jeff, thanks for being First of the Basement, man. Um, awesome. I love all the wood paneling we have now yeah. here. It's the hustlers fantastic. scattered about. Yeah, you take a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. these yeah. are yours. The ones Com- under the couch. Complimentary, complimentary hustlers. <laughs> here, here's some unused ones and I, an empty can of Red Bull. There you it's, go. It's Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I want uh, our listeners to follow you guys on Twitter. It's at Victor underscore Lucas. Yep. And Scott C Jones. That's right. Yep. That will do it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. A little round of applause for Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Justin, for not being here once again. <laughs> you jerk. You, you want to say Stitcher? Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher. What the? What, what, I don't the know what it is. is that like a, that's like a podcast yeah. app, right? One yeah, we just, I think it confused them. Oh, it did it? And so we just made it a Aww. thing. Hey. So easily confused. I'll stitch you later, dude. <laughs> stitch you later. That's going to do it for us, guys. Our phone number is 866-404-CNET. phone? We do. We get voicemails that, every day. Is that just your mobile phone you're giving it out? No, yeah. come on. Yeah. That thing would never ring. <laughs> no. Uh, that's how you get in touch with us. Leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Or you can write us in the 404 at CNET.com. That will do it for us. We're back here tomorrow. And how can and how can people catch Vic's uh, basement? What's the frequency uh, Vic's of that? Vicksbasement.com. Yeah. Uh, once a week. Boom. We locked on up that URL. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. epdaily.tv all this good stuff TV. make sure we'll you watch the these gentlemen com. on yep. the tube and we'll be back tomorrow until then I'm Jeff Bacalar that's Scott C. Jones that's right Mr. Victor Lucas Ariel Nunez and here. Ariel Nunez coming in yeah. at the end there Mr. Bring Quiet it yeah. making it Sorry, all so much cyclical <laughs> so fun right? I love it so fun thank you it's so fun we'll see you guys tomorrow have a great day check out the coverage on CNET.com we'll see you guys that was awesome.